0: Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode. What gets Corey Abbott or Braylon Marquez a look? And ask me questions if I was confusing. I'm recording this podcast right before the Cubs second third doubleheader of the year against the St. Louis Cardinals. I think it's the third, maybe there's one. Um Edber Alzalay is going to start game one. Game two is sounding like it's going to be a bullpen game. I am in favor of it being a Tyson Miller start, but it sounds like it's going to be a bullpen game. And a number of the people on Twitter who are paying attention, who are along the mindset of the types of people that would listen to this podcast or this podcast is being tailored for, are of a different mindset than... Have a bullpen game. The Cubs are in relatively good shape regarding the division. If Edward Elzele pitches well in game one, and nothing completely bizarre and unforeseen happens in game two, whether the Cubs win two games today, whether the Cubs win one game today, whether the Cubs don't win either game today, they're still fine that doesn't change on the outcome of cubs could win one game 2 to 1 and lose one game 7 to 1 or any of the various combinations and permutations if nobody gets injured if nothing horrible happens the cubs are going to be fine the question is for today Who should start game two and why? The larger question, which is somewhat the same, somewhat the same, is the question that this podcast hinges on. What gets Corey Abbott or Braylon Marquez a look? Marquez and Abbott are both pitchers in the Cubs pipeline. Both of them figure to be added to the 40-man roster before the November deadline. By adding them to the 40-man roster, they take up a roster spot, but no one can claim them in the Rule 5 draft in December. Both Abbott and Marquez are Longer-term pieces for certain. That doesn't mean it will all work out. It doesn't mean they will be major forces in the Cubs starting rotation. It doesn't mean they will ever pitch in the major leagues even. But as of now, they are considered long-term pieces, which is a good thing. It's been for many years. The Cubs haven't had two pitchers that they would be adding to the 40-man roster with perceptions of this guy is a long-term piece. The Cubs have leeway. There's a Cub mindset that, no, don't use the developing pitchers until everything is clinched because we can't trust someone we've never seen before. Other teams bring up rookies all the time and use them in games and it works out okay. Maybe they win, maybe they get a no decision, maybe they get a loss, but they develop as pitchers. And whether... Other fans are more nuanced or less fanatical or less rabid or whatever. When a player gets a chance to pitch, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. What is necessary for Corey Abbott or Braylon Marquez to get a look in 2020? The Cubs' starting rotation is just shy of Shambles. As of now, Edgar Alzalay is probably the Cubs' fifth starter, even though this year he's started one game and in his major league career he's had that game as his only truly good major league start. Alzalay is on the 40 man roster now, and if he pitches well against the Cardinals today, Will probably be, if not cemented into the rotation, at least penciled in in number two pencil. Number two pencils erase easily, but they're clear as well. If Alzale does well today, he will probably be considered in the rotation for the rest of the season and 2021 both. As Alec Mills struggles as John Lester shows his age, as people start to realize Lester nor Quintana nor Tyler Chetwood figure to be around in 2021, at some point the Cubs ought to consider other options than just John Lester in a situation where the cubs have about what 20 games remaining, 21 games remaining, something like that. And other teams in the division have their magic numbers dropping like the temperatures tend to in January. At some point getting looks at players who aren't familiar, makes sense. What would be necessary for Corey Abbott or Braylon Marquez to get a start in 2020? I think it would be informative. I don't think it would change any strategies long term because... They're both figuring to get added to the 40-man rotation. And if Marquez gets a start or a relief appearance and does really well or walks three hitters in a row and gets lifted, either way, he's still going to get a 40-man roster spot in the offseason because he is valued that much. Same with Abbott. I think Abbott's going to get a 40-man. Um... What would be required? Part of it is how are Tyler Chatwood and Jose Quintana coming along in their rehab? If they appear, they may be usable in the postseason. They will at least their 40-man roster spot. If any of them have any sort of a backslide, Tyler Chatwood goes out for a rehab piece of work in mid to late September, and ow, then he would probably be put on the 45-day disabled list, and that would open up a spot for Someone else, whoever someone else is. And as I look at the list, the Cubs really don't have a whole lot of someone else's. Albert Alzalea is currently one of the someone else's. Dylan Maples, Tyson Miller. Let's see, Alzalea, Miller, Brothers, Maples. I think there's one other. But uh, if either Quintana or Chatwood is transferred to the 45-day disabled list. It makes perfect sense to call up one of the other players, whichever one it is. They decide they want to take one more look at Dylan Maples. That's fine. If they call up Rex Brothers because he's a left-hander, that's fine. Whoever they want to call up is fine. They would call up Marquez or Abbott. As I see it, in one situation, and one situation only, they will give Abbott or Marquez a chance if there's no one else available that they see as a better option. With players who are already on the 40-man roster, they've earned their looks. And if the players that are on the 40-man roster have, they, they have the, that's an advantage. That is an advantage. It gives them better access. But if it gets to a point where the Cubs decide, we can no longer trust Chatwood or Quintana, to be ready to be useful in 2020 and they lose their 45 their 40 man roster spot they get moved to the 45 day disabled list and the cubs we might as well try someone else is there anyone better than the people that are on the forty-man roster, forty-man roster that aren't on the current twenty-eight-man list. And again, the list is rather short. Do the Cubs trust Ad or Corey Abbott more than Dylan Maples right now? Do the Cubs trust Corey Abbott or Braylon Marquez more right now? than Tyson Miller. Do the Cubs trust either of those two right now more than Rex Brothers? If a roster spot becomes available, the two players that make the most sense are Elzelay and Abbott. There's no rush to bring them up. None. In fact, they're probably better off waiting until the last six or eight days before the the season ends to bring them up because they're not banking on Elzelay or Marquez to be key movers of the needle in the postseason. If there is a spot available, and there's going to be a spot available the rest of the way, Calling up either Marquez or Abbott makes sense. But expecting someone coming up off of the alternate training site to completely alter the Cubs system isn't particularly likely. If it's going to be one of the two, the two questions are, which one should it be? And that's an entirely different podcast. If it gets to that point, if the Cubs announce that Tyler Chatwood has been moved to the 45 disabled 45 day disabled list, then it's completely legitimate to ask, should it be Corey Abbott? or should it be Braylon Marquez? Then it becomes completely legitimate. But until, as long as Chatwood and Quintana, there's still hope that one or both might come back for the playoffs, the question is, what would be necessary to call up either one of them? And it would be a case of someone else whether one of those two, or somebody else, no longer being viable. And you know as well as I do, over the next 10 days of action, any pitcher on the roster could have that happen to them. He's done for the year. Whoever it is, he's done not something you want to see, it's not something you want to say. but any player on the roster, particularly the pitchers, he's done. If whoever it is is completely unavailable for the rest of the season and get gets bounced to the 45 man 45 day disabled list. the 60 man player pool spot is forgiven. The 40-man roster spot is forgiven and the Cubs have the opportunity to bring up someone else. And if it gets to the point where the Cubs get to bring up someone else, then they get to focus their energies on. Of the players that are currently on the 40-man roster, who would be the optimal person to call up? Would it be Abra Elzelay time? It may be Abra Elzelay time in, looks at the clock, 12 hours. It may be Abra Elzelay will be on the roster for presumably a really long time as of 12 hours from now. Maybe sooner than that. Or it may be time to look at, give Dylan Maples that one last look. Give... Rex Brothers a look. Give Tyson Miller a look. You might as well take that final glance at everyone on the 40-man roster to decide whether he is the guy for this season because there's really no rush as far as there's no compulsion that the Cubs get the magic numbers down to zero in 10 days instead of 16. There's no rush. The goal is to do it, preferably soon, but the the goal is to get it done. If it ends up being a situation where you take a look at a player, you give him a chance, in a game, possibly a moderate uh, leverage situation, you bring him in, and he shows... Nah. He's not the guy for right now. You've learned something. You want to win the game and you want to learn something. If you don't want to win the if you don't win the game, at least you want to learn something. Alzale and Abbott probably the Cubs would be better off delaying another week or two because it's best to not return a player back to the minors unnecessarily. If you call him up late and don't send him back down, then you avoid wasting a, a rest, an option season. You're only allowed a certain number of seasons that you can send a player down. And sending a player down for a shortened period of time can be a waste. Wait until the end of the season, and if it ends up being a case where, you know what, because of reasons, let's look at Corey Abbott and or Braylon Marquez on the roster at the end of the season. You know what would be a fun, useful, enjoyable test, If the Cubs have first-round home field advantage, such as that is, wrapped up, letting Corey Abbott and or Braylon Marquez pitch against the White Sox in guaranteed right field in one of the last three games of the season. Go out there. Have fun. Have a blast. If you give up seven runs in three innings, your name is on baseball reference on major league players. I think there is a legitimate chance that either or both could get a look In September. And if they do well enough in September, if they're on the 40-man roster, you never know, they might get a look in October. At some point, you have to start prioritizing who's going to be the guy for when. What's going to be necessary for Corey Abbott or Braylon Marquez to get a look? Something else is going to happen. Something else would have to happen. Either Tyler Chatwood or Jose Quintana. No, they're not going to be able to be ready for October or someone else. No, something happened to them. They're going to miss two or three weeks. They are done for the season. They're finished for the year. We're going to have to call up someone else and try them. If that's the case, The players on the 40-man roster probably get the first look, but beyond that, if Abbott or Marquez or even Pedro Strope are doing well in the alternate training site, call them up. You don't want to have players get injured. Walking into a game, you don't want to have players get injured. That said, a well run organization has people available to replace players if they do get injured. Braylon Marquez and Corey Abbott are probably one and two or two and one regarding longer term answers. And if the Cub, if this were the last game of the year if this game was pretty much inconsequential and there were going to be no severe roster blowbacks because of playing either Abbott or Marquez, either one of them would make sense to pitch today. 40-man roster rules do apply and change things for the future. If a 40-man roster spot becomes available due to injury, Abbott or Marquez make perfect sense. Hopefully, it doesn't come to that. But if there is someone who is not going to be productive for the rest of the season, for whatever reason, Abbott and Marquez are atop the list. Thanks for stopping by PreArb Excellence. I'll try to post another podcast as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to make that one worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs, go, and be nice to people.